Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Welcome to episode five with Katie Hess of Lotus Way. Even though you might be expecting this episode to be all about flowers and flower essences and plant medicines, it is not. We talked about so much more things like translating your successful offline business into social media and using social media to stay connected to your mission and the impact you're creating. We also talked about what conscious leadership looks like and what it has to do with honest communication, how the intention of joy can be the biggest denominator in the success of a business, how choosing not to do trade shows and instead organizing her own flower lounge events allowed Katie to grow her business in a very big way. And one of my favorite messages from this podcast, and this is why you should listen to the very end, is that you should never let this idea of wanting to know more stop you. Entrepreneurship and having a business and running a business is all about figuring things out and just throwing yourself into the abyss, taking the risks and figuring it out as you go. You're perfect as you are. You are ready to do what you've been waiting to do. There is no time to wait. So do you, and I hope that you get inspired by this episode as much as I did. Guys, I'm so excited and a little bit exhausted because we just finished photo shoot, an amazing photo shoot here with Katie Hess, founder of Lotus Way, who is an absolute queen of everything flower magic and Tai Chi and intentions and flower cards. We're going to get into all of that, but we're at my home in Brooklyn right now, and I was really lucky to work with Katie and her team to have a flower power photo shoot in which they just spritz me in all kinds of flower magic and adorned me with flowers and just made me really connect to my essence and what I want to share with the world. And I've never felt comfortable in front of camera. It's always been like a thing that I avoid as much as possible until I really have to take pictures. And I just usually do it really quickly and don't enjoy a second of it. And I think this might have been the point where it got transformed because the way that Katie and her team really approach it is from a place of let's really connect to ourselves first and to what we want to project into the world and what we want to create and go from there and capture that instead of trying to be something from the outside. So thank you so much for that experience, Katie, and thanks for being here. Oh, such a pleasure. You're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So how did that come about, the flower power photo shoots? Yeah, I mean, it's a natural extension of what we do. We love to make a ritual and a ceremony out of, you know, an experience that really brings people into who they really are and the potential of who they're moving into. And I have a great team. I'm so lucky to have two super talented, Taylor and Tessa, who are photographers and work with video. And we just, I don't know, it just came out of our brainstorm one day about what other types of offerings we could put out into the world. So speaking of offerings into the world, when someone looks at your Instagram bio, what we see is retreats, uh, flower flower essences, Mm -hmm. flower lounge events around the US and probably around the world too. It's so many things. So what is it 
you're based in Phoenix, right? We're in Phoenix. You're in Phoenix. And so all these different elements that are happening, what is it that you actually do on the day-to-day basis? <laughs> yeah, so my team is about eight people in Phoenix with plus a few extra who are in other cities. Um, the day-to-day could be anything from coordinating new projects to formulating new products to planning events, retreats, like you said, to, you know, anything like entrepreneurial from like looking at financials to right now we're working on getting into a big building and increasing our headquarters times five. So that's been really top of mind lately. Wow. So how does someone like you who has, you know, a lot behind your back, a lot of different spiritual practices, a lot of energy practices... And then on the other hand, you're this businesswoman, you know, upgrading your warehouse and making sure that international distribution happens and hiring people and doing your social media. How do you combine those two? Well, I mean, having a practice every day is really important for me. Recently, we actually brought that into the office. So that's been like a dream come true to bring in the practice of meditation every morning. Obviously, it is, it's optional. No one has to come, but I'm actually really surprised at how many team members do show up every morning for meditation. How many team members do you have? Eight. Yeah. And so, and I mean, it's really just woven into the intention of every single thing we do. Everyone on my team is really clear that the reason why we're doing what we're doing is to benefit people and benefit the world and create a really positive ripple effect. And that really, like the essence of that really goes into everything we do. So how does your personal practice, what is your personal practice like? And then what is that office meditation like with your team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So depending on how much time I have, my personal practice could be anywhere from five minutes to, you know, two hours. More recently, it's been the shorter time periods. I've actually been experimenting with, you know, whereas before in the old days, I would, you know, really devote an hour, two hours to practice. Recently, I've been trying to just stay really aware in every moment throughout the whole day. And incorporating it into the office has totally impacted the culture. It's shifted everything. It's a game changer. It's really meaningful. And it's increased our the sensitivity of our communication, you know, helped people feel more focused and calm throughout the day. Just that one meditation in the morning. Just that one meditation. And actually, it doesn't take that long. You know, we started out doing... 30 minutes, 40 minutes of meditation. And then we tightened it up to like 10 minutes and even just 10 minutes. Super powerful. Wow. And is it a guided meditation that you lead that's different every time? Typically, typically it's guided either by myself or by um, our, the owner of our sister company who makes the dark chocolate. We have chocolate and that's Lisa Reinhardt. So usually one of us will lead it. More recently, we've tried to lead less, you know, and really just I really like to just give a really simple instruction in the beginning, and then we just practice it together. And when we talk about your personal practice, you know, you mentioned daily awareness in every moment. But if we're talking about your practice at home, what is like the one thing, if you only have five minutes, what is that one thing that you do that really sets you up for your day? Yeah, it's, it would be awareness practices ranging from just sitting next to the window and watching the leaves to observing my breath to listening to the birds. And I don't want to say quieting the mind because the point of meditation is not to quiet the mind, but that's ultimately the, you know, the nice side effect is just becoming aware of a more spacious reality mm-hmm. that we live in. And how did you get into 
being aware of your spacious reality you live in. When did that spark start in you? Um, I would say after I moved back to the United States. So when I graduated college, I traveled for a while and lived outside the country for several years. When I came back, almost immediately, I met really some really close friends of mine who eventually introduced me to the world of Tibetan Buddhism. And it was then that I started practicing meditation every day in a really committed way. And then from there, just have sort of like brought the, the ancient wisdom of those teachings into, you know, the modern lifestyle and in terms of what works for me. And yeah, I mean, it's like a well of ancient wisdom, but there are also ways to keep it really simple and really fresh for today. You know, what I always find interesting, you just said, bringing those ancient practices and translating them into the modern world. That's always a topic I'm very interested in. But another one that we touched on in the very beginning that I'm very curious about is you said, you know, the ultimate mission of the company is to make a positive impact, right? And bring flower power to billions of people mm -hmm. around the world. So how do you personally find balance, you know, running a company that is so conscious that it is based on the idea of healing and connecting to plant medicine? You started way before it was a cool thing to talk about and wellness was cool, you know? And, and how did you find sort of that courage and the guts to put a business behind it and start charging people money for it and really introducing it into the world as this conscious business? I mean, in the beginning, I, so the first 10 years of the business, I was working with people one-on-one. -on -one. I was doing consultations. You know, so if you were my client, you come in each month and we talk about what's working, what's not working. And then I would put together this customized bouquet of flowers in a bottle, right? And what happened was I just saw so many incredible transformations in people, like unbelievable in short amounts of time that I it just got to a point where I was like, I would be irresponsible if I didn't bring this to the rest of the world in a bigger way. You know, I like literally added up the amount of people I could see in a lifetime without vacations was like 76,000 people. <laughs> and I thought that's not enough. We need to stretch bigger than that. Um, and so we started creating products. So now that it's a, a business and you probably don't get as much FaceTime with your actual customers and clients, uh, what's, how do you keep track of the impact you're creating and stay connected to the results that the work is really bringing to the world? I'm really tapped into social media, so I'm following that constantly. And we also have a Slack channel. Do you use Slack? Yeah. So we have a Slack channel where everybody, anybody on the team hears feedback from our community. They post that there. So literally like several messages a day we get of, you know, stories or people. I'm just one lady, you know, or it's like the other day I was at the office late and someone called and everyone else was gone. So I answered the phone. And this woman was just like, she was placing an order as a gift. But at the end of the conversation, she didn't even know who I was. She didn't know I was the founder. <laughs> and she was just like, I can't tell you how much that you've changed my life. She said, my husband is in hospice and I was in a really bad way. And I started using your flower essences and my whole life turned around. And it's just like so touching to hear that. You know, it's like, even if just one person, like that one person, that's enough. But then we hear those stories over and over again, and that really motivates us to keep persevering. It's so beautiful. Here's my personal question. You know, I started using Lotus Way. I went to one of your events and posted an Instagram picture, and I won the giveaway, and now I'm subscribed, and I get flower essences every month, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it's a totally new world to me. 
And to actually backtrack that, the reason why I got connected to Lotus Way in the first place is because my boyfriend, Eric, was in Arizona for the Gem and Mineral show. And he went to a juice shop there, Summer Sanders' place, and he found this oil called Infinite Love and he was all over it. He sent me all these Instagram stories saying I'm obsessed with this oil <laughs> and I posted them on my Instagram breakfast criminals and uh, Katie and I just connected with me and I ended up at the event and it's so funny how it all just came together that way. And here's my question. So I'm new to the world of flower essences. I feel them profoundly when I take them and I have a couple here. This is the... One I'm really connected to now, it's Angelica, the flower elixir for divine support. Mm. Really, 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 oh gosh, I love that one. I'm really connected to it. And flower essences, the first time I actually was introduced to them was a couple of years ago when I was in Bali and a friend of mine, Nikki Doan, she gave me some flower essences to try. The one that she gave me was to connect to my feminine essence. Mm-hmm. And I was going through exactly that phase and just putting a few drops under my tongue and whether I was going out and meditating or to yoga or just doing nothing after that, I just really felt something in my body. You know, I put it under my tongue and there's like tingling sensations and kind of similar effect as like 15 minutes of meditation probably for me, just instantly by putting this under your tongue. And that was a couple of years ago. That was my first experience, but I've never been educated in it and never really been around a community who's into it. So for me, it was very exciting to reconnect with this. And, you know, what I want to know is, first of all, do they still work if a person is a skeptic and doesn't believe? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And second, for someone like me, who's always trying new practices, always going to a new meditation and kundalini, like, I probably started taking them around the same time when I got deeper into my kundalini yoga practice and picked up another Wayne Dyer book and, like, really diving deep into that and reimagining my whole business and doing a rebrand. So... A lot of new things at the same time started. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I felt a lot of positive shifts in how I feel. And I wrote a whole blog post of how I went from stress to ease. And I don't know what it is. Is it the Kundalini? Is it the flower essences? Is it all of it together? Sort of how can you track down what is really bringing which impact? I mean, you could do an elimination. You know, you could, if you really wanted to like dig into what's doing what. Eliminate all the good things? No. <laughs> Isolation. I mean, you could isolate them. I mean, they're all very supportive practices, so I'm sure they all, you know, compound mm. on each other. But I'm curious, once, when a customer calls and says, you know, they changed my life, how do they know it was the flower essences? Mm, because they feel it. I mean, perhaps they didn't have so many changes all at the same time like you. Maybe that was, you know, that one factor mm. was isolated out, or they just, like, feel it in their body, mm. in their bones. Mm. So... Can you tell me a little bit more and all our listeners were like, okay, this sounds amazing. I want to try this, but how does this, like, what is in a bottle and how does it actually work? And I'm, as I'm putting some Angelica flower elixir in the mouth under my tongue. Yeah. So something I find really interesting is that as human beings, we know innately that if we had, for example, a huge bouquet of peonies here, it makes you feel totally different than a bouquet of, say, orange roses or orchids. Like, they make you feel different. If you're in a field of daisies, it makes you feel different than pine forest. We know that, Mm. right? And so every flower on the planet has a very specific quality in terms of how it helps us and how it benefits us and the mood that it induces in us. And 
So in essence, by taking the flower elixirs, it's as if you spent time. So as you just took Angelica, you would start to feel the effects of as if you had been in Iceland walking around these magical plants and flowers. And, you know, I mean, it works through the acupuncture meridians. So like the actual nuts and bolts and bolts of how does it work? It's a solar infusion. So they're made from fresh flowers that are growing in the ground. That you pick yourself. Yeah, we go out and source them. We travel all over the place and collect. That sounds like a fun job, doesn't it, guys? (laughs) And then we do the dilutions back at home. So it's similar to homeopathy in that the more dilute it is, the more of a mental, emotional, spiritual remedy it is versus physical body like herbs. What do you mean by that? Is that a process of how it's actually made? Yeah, so just like in homeopathy, how they do several dilutions, we we do the same thing. I'm not very familiar with that. So um, there might be, you know, it's like by the time you get to this final, let's say like, let's say we have some here, we just made a flower essence. Mm-hmm. We would take a little bit of this and put it in this container. Mm-hmm. And this container already has a base of water and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Then we take a little bit of that one and we put it in a whole new container. Mm-hmm. So it's like diluting it. Mm-hmm. And what's in it is, so it's the flour with alcohol and water. And honey to make it yummy. And honey. I see. And we figured if we were asking you to take it four to five times a day, it should be yummy. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I've been carrying it in my bag at all times. And what I also find is I'm someone who tends to lean towards snacks when I'm like either stressed out or need like a little comfort. And I've been more and more aware of that as I'm doing the clean program right now to not emotionally snack and eat but this has been one of the things i've been reaching towards instead Mm -hmm. of food a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and it's so nice to just you know in this very modern noisy world like this is my way of connecting to the nature and i guess that's the world we live in right now absolutely i mean people ask me all the time like oh wow you must be you know out in the flower fields every day and we get people wanting to be interns because they think that's the real the reality is my life is the same as most of ours. We're in front of the computer indoors most of the time. Mm. We don't have time necessarily to spend two, three days a week out in nature. So this is a way to bring it in. So how do you personally connect with flowers nowadays? I mean, many ways from just like taking a walk and even just like walking down to get food in your neighborhood. You know, we eat those gorgeous trees with the purple flowers. It's like so amazing Mm. to using flower elixirs discovering new flowers and does it still work if person doesn't believe in yeah absolutely right you were talking about skeptical skepticism Mm -hmm. before so when i first started my business this was meditation was not trendy (laughs) 2000 you guys crystals not a thing like this this you know and most of my clients at that time were highly skeptical. We would get through an intake appointment of an hour and a half. They'd get to the door. They were leaving. And they were like, I really like you, Katie. But I don't really buy this. I don't really believe this is going to work. Mm. And they felt like they just had to be honest about it, which was sweet. And I was, I just said, well, just try it. Just take it. And let's see what happens. You don't have to believe in it to have it work. It's not based on placebo. And so they'd walk away and then come back and just be like, how on earth does this work? Hmm. How, right? I mean, a simple example is we have this blend of flowers called joy juice. If you take that four to five times today, 
by the time you get home at the end of the day, you literally notice yourself laughing more and making other people laugh more. Like it's tangible. You feel it. Those, those mood shifts, you really feel a difference. So what happens inside of your body? How does joy get activated? Well, if you want to think of it in terms of energetically, think about your cell phone, right? And how that works. It's all these un- invisible waves that we can't see, which, you know, when we were kids, if someone would have told you, you're going to have this box, you're going to put it in your pocket and you could call someone in China if you wanted to, we would have thought that was kind of crazy. But, and then you think like the vast amounts of information, photos, videos that we send out, where, where are we sending them, right? <laughs> like out into air. And so the same is true for, I'm looking out your window at your tree, the same is true for plants and flowers. They are emitting invisible to our eyes, waves of energy, except that whereas cell phone and computer can be exhausting to the human form, plants and flowers are revitalizing. And if you think about how much our systems are affected by cell phone, computer, Wi-Fi, all of these things that we can't see, and stress, and we don't eat at the right time. And so all of these things compound, and it's like an orchestra, our bodies are like an orchestra, with a few instruments that get a little out of tune. And so the flower essences, by taking them, it's like tuning up all the instruments so that we can return back to our natural us, which is naturally joyful and compassionate and loving and peaceful. So, you know, something else I'm also thinking is when you started in 2000, that was before blogs existed. That was before, way before Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and you were doing such a beautiful job, really showing all the different aspects of going out into the wild and picking flowers, leading your retreats and doing your events. And then after the events, guys, they do something really amazing. Where, what do you call it? The flower mop, flash mop? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about that. Yeah. So we buy a ton of flowers and then we just go downtown, like here we did at Union Square last time and hand out flowers randomly to people on the street. And we also video their reactions. And it's really touching. I mean, something as simple as a flower. It's just a flower, right? But people are so touched by that gesture and the fact that there's no agenda. There's nothing we want in return. It has nothing to do with the company. Mm. Or, you know, we're not asking for anything, just writing their day. It's really sweet. That's so amazing. So now with technology, we're actually able to share that and make the impact so much bigger by sharing those reactions and sharing those beautiful moments. How has it been starting your business before social media and then social media sort of coming and dominating everything and then wellness becoming a trend and and people opening up to this kind of stuff more? Like what's been your experience starting analog and moving into Mm -hmm. digital and doing a great job at it? Yeah, I mean, in the early days, I hustled on the streets a lot more. We, you know, we had like networking meetings and you, oh my God, you like introduce yourself to a million people and do speaking gigs and that type of thing. Lots of speaking, lots of meeting people in person. Now with social media and the internet is amazing. I mean, we, when even just like, so I have a podcast now. And it's very new. Tell us the name of the podcast. It's called The Flower Lounge Podcast. The Flower Lounge Podcast. You guys should go and check it out and subscribe. And we're only on episode 30-something at this point right now. And yet, we have listeners in every state in this country and in 27 different countries. So that kind of reach would not have been possible for me, analog. As well as being able to tell a story. Like, of course it's great to hand out flowers in Union Square, but... 
to capture people's reactions on video, to put that video on the internet, to share it in social media, you know, it just greatly expands the impact. Mm. What are some of the most amazing things you've seen happen with your work and your mission on social media, through social media? Like maybe it's someone you connected with or something customers said about you or like something that just clicked in that wouldn't have if you weren't active on social media. Recently, we got approached by a woman who lives in Uruguay and she is really, really in cornflower essences. She found us on social media and she now wants to become a distributor in Uruguay and Argentina. And she really, really wanted to meet us. So she's flown here to New York City for this week just to meet, meet up with us and come to some of wow. our events. That wouldn't have happened without social media. Wow, that's that's amazing. The world really does become so small. I mean, that's the reason why this I started this podcast because I really believe that our possibilities become completely endless and infinite with digital world. True. We just go out there. Our only responsibility is to be true to what we want to create, to what we're committed to, and keep consistently share it with, sharing it with people. And then it just, it finds its listeners, it finds its supporters, and it finds its community. And, you know, for me, this podcast, I was, it was just realizing, probably flower essences are waking something up in me, but I was just realizing that I've been thinking about this idea of how to combine masculine and feminine in my life for at least five years. I remember, you know, I was getting into goddess circles and going to all these tribal dances during the night. And at day, I was in all these like businessy webinars, how to build your website and your email list. And uh, and both really excited me so much. I'm just so alive doing them and learning about it and connecting with people. But one, to me, felt so feminine and another one felt so masculine. I was like, how can I bring together those two things because they both fuel me to be fulfilled and to succeed in today's modern digital world. And, you know, back then I was thinking, like, should I make a course about this or this and that? So I didn't end up doing anything. I just, like, sat on my ideas, bought this really expensive online course on how to make a course, never completed it, (laughs) and just went on with my life. And recently I've been really guided to to listen to what I'm being given and told and act on it right away. Mm -hmm. Not put it off because I'm busy with something else because I don't have time. But really, if something is being dropped on me, I now feel strongly my responsibility to put it out into the world. And so this is what this podcast is. And this is why we're having this conversation. Absolutely. I think that's the number one thing that I've done in the last even three years that has had the most impact in the business is to allow myself to do whatever I want, whatever that jumps in my mind, whatever that's, whatever is fun. We don't, we're not really motivated by the money. I mean, we have to look at the numbers to make sure it's a sustainable business, but to really allow yourself to, to do what brings you joy, because that's what will, you know, attract people and really benefit. I love that. I love that you're not hesitating, that you're just doing whatever comes. Mm. I think oftentimes we think, we should do it this way, or this is how it's been done before. And where we've seen the most expansion is when we just do it our way that no one has ever done it that way before, you know? Can you give me an example of that? Can you- yeah, I mean, we were really hustling hard in the spa industry, so in lots of spas and lots of resorts, and then we were working in the indie beauty sector, doing trade shows, you know, and we'd go, we'd spend like $10,000 on a trade show. And then in the spa world, we would 
you know, reach out to the spa directors and hustle and we might, the sales cycle might be a year. So we might make that $10,000 back in a year from when the trade show was. And it wasn't our favorite thing to do. It wasn't my favorite thing to do. And so one year we were like, why don't we just do our own events? Why don't we take $10,000? What if we took that amount of money or less and put it into throwing the biggest, you know, party for our community that we could? And what if we built these huge flower mandalas and hung orchids from the ceiling? And what if we did meditation and all the studies that show that meditation impacts the community and reduces crime rate? And what other things does it do if we know that it reduces crime rate? And, you know, giving people a taste of what taking flower elixirs feels like. So we did, when we launched, I wrote a book. And when we launched the book, we did three events in New York, LA and Phoenix. And we were shocked because we thought we were doing it to launch the book. And people would come up to us, especially in New York, like choked up tears. Like, you have no idea how much I needed this. And we were like, what? What did we do? We didn't do anything. We basically just held open a container for people to come into and be. And so that started, you know, a four-city tour in the springtime on the East Coast, a seven-city tour throughout the whole United States one summer. We did events in Singapore and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Most people don't, you know, travel all over the country and have crazy events for their community. But it's been fun. It's been meaningful. We've touched people in ways that we may not have been able to touch them just on social media. And so it's that kind of out of the box thinking and allowing ourselves to just go for it that I think has, you know, allowed our business to continue to grow. Wow. I love that example so much. Guys, for you listening and if you're watching here on YouTube, Flower Lounge events, I've been to one. I was blown away as well. It's just, you know, the, the mandalas that are there, the little superfood snacks that were there, the meditation, the body, the journaling, like everything was there. And I ran into so many dear people in my life. It attracts really, really cool audience. So if you have a chance, definitely check it out. So I love the example that you brought up of not listening to how other people are doing it and how you think you should do, but instead doing the things that bring you joy. You know, I'm always tiptoeing between the two worlds, between, you know, I should have a plan, I should have a specific strategy and should know what my financial projections are and how I'm making my money and to waking up and being like, you know what? I 100% am guided to do a totally different thing from everything that was on my plan. And that's what feels 100% right in my gut and my heart everywhere. And sometimes I make myself very wrong for that because I feel like my plan is never complete. My list is never complete. There's always more things to do. But I just follow my joy. And so far, that has worked for me too. Absolutely. And I mean, you can measure it. You know, if you feel bad about it, you can say like, well, I'll do this for a couple of weeks and we'll see where that goes. Or I'll do this for a couple of months and we'll see how that impacts the business. You know, if, if like listeners out there have their own businesses and they want to test it, you can just allow yourself to do the things you want to do for a little while. If it doesn't work, if it's not profitable, if everything's going down the tubes, well, then you shift gears again. <laughs> That's a great idea just to do, you know, test it with science instead of just thinking about it. I love that. So with your approach, you know, you have been successful with growing your company. Do you have a mentor or an advisor? I know your company is bootstrapped. So you're the boss ultimately who makes all the decisions. But with that kind of super different and intuition guided approach, is there like a people, what kind of people do you surround yourself with for that real support and guidance and mentorship? 
As the business grew, there were a lot of programs that we tapped into actually for the city of Phoenix and the state of Arizona. You know, in the beginning, I didn't know how to do accounting. I didn't know how, I didn't know anything about QuickBooks because I was used to just like having clients and helping clients. And, you know, when you're selling a lot of products and spending a lot of money, you need to know your accounting. So it was those types of government programs that helped me with the more nuts and bolts or like, how do you apply for a loan? How do you, you know, expand in that way? And then other mentors have just showed up, you know, like really kind people. Most recently, the cousin of a friend of mine who has been really successful in real estate offered to mentor me in terms of, you know, the contracts and the negotiating for this big building that we're buying. So people just tend to pop up at the right time. And then I also have a spiritual teacher, meditation teacher, if you will, who has pretty much been there the, the long haul and really been, I would say, the biggest supporter of the business for, you know, since its inception. Mm. What would you say, you know, being such an intuitive leader that is very committed to well-being of your employees of the world of yourself what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned since you started your company that's a really good question it would be a combination of what we were talking about before to just go for it and do the wild ideas do the wild ideas do yes the wild ideas <laughs> just go for it combined with you can figure out anything you can figure out anything. Like that's all having a business is about, right? Just figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. I see people who want to have businesses, who, who want to start a business, but it's like, oh, well, I should know more. No, you don't have to know anything. You just figure it out on the go. Because if you're growing a business, you will constantly do that. We're figuring out just as much or more now than we were when, you know, it was just me or two people or three people. So you don't need any specific skill. I didn't have any business people in my family. That's not in my genetic makeup. We never talked about business or money. I suck at business, actually. I'm not, you know, I don't have like that natural propensity to be good at it. It's just figuring things out and perseverance. And then more recently, doing wild ideas. And also, you know, I am the opposite. I I am very entrepreneurial since I was a kid. My favorite game to play was to sell things and have my own store. <laughs> and I've been great. doing that since I'm actually 15 or 14. I was a distributor for this Swedish beauty brand. As soon as I could make money, I started doing that. And I just have such admiration for people like you who don't have that inclination. But I think what it really takes is just being connected to an idea and standing behind an idea that is bigger than you and bigger than your doubts and your fears and that little voice in our heads. Mm -hmm. And then just going for that wild idea and then surrounding ourselves with people who are going to support us in it. And that's what you're really doing. And we become good at it. You know, as you're in the figuring out process, you, you become, it's like you become it. It's sort of, I see the, the growing a business to me is, is very much like having a spiritual path. Having a business shows you every area of yourself that needs to change. Every area that you haven't wanted to look at or deal with will pop up. And it forces us to grow and evolve. And that's that's really precious. So what's the most recent thing you've had to face and evolve? Hmm. I would say being really honest in my communications, even if I feel like it will disrupt some the way someone feels. You know, saying the hard things to say. Like, it wasn't easy to fire people or to let people go or to have hard conversations. 
That was probably the hardest thing for me. What, what did it take from you? Doing it. Practice. Becoming more fearless. Each time you do it, it's a little easier. Ultimately, it was the realization that I wasn't doing anybody any good by just sweeping things under the rug. It's my responsibility as an employer now, I see, that if I don't say something, it doesn't, it means that they won't improve. Mm -hmm. So the more I can have the hard conversations and fearlessly just say what's top of mind without hesitation, in the same way that you go after the wild ideas to just say it, it helps people improve. And, and why wouldn't they want to improve? You know, it's like a kindness to do that. That's a really big lesson. Wow. I have yet to face that. <laughs> so a couple of fun questions, and I don't even know if you'll have answers for them, but we'll try. So did you have a messenger at some point, like AIM or MSN, or did you sort of skip that? What was your first thing on the internet? Was it like a chat room, an email? Do you remember what it was? I guess it was email. Do you remember your first email name? No. It was in my freshman year of college. Okay. <laughs> It's always interesting if you remember. It was, like, it was like the one they gave you, right? It was like random letters and numbers like at... It could be that or it could be University like a random something. I see. .edu or something. I see. And then there were like, what, the Yahoo accounts? And yeah. <laughs> for me, see, for me, it all started. I had an ICQ, this instant chat where I would talk to different guys and girls from all over the world and was practicing my English. And there was MSN. Then there were dating sites. Like a lot of different dating sites. And then it was Instagram where I met so many dear friends of mine. So for me, online communication has always been the way. I've never met a boyfriend offline. Fun fact. And I have never found a job offline or internship or anything. Wow. So uh, it's, a, and it's a fascinating world to live in. Okay. So what is something about flowers that listeners might not know, but you would really love to leave them with that piece of knowledge. I would say that oftentimes we feel like we're alone in whatever situation we're in, or we feel like we're alone in life when in fact there is support all around us. You know, that mother nature, the earth, this paradise we live in, and all the flowers and trees that surround us. They're all vying for us. They're all like purifying our bodies when we go close to them. They're all giving us a boost. And that we are so much more supported than we realize. We just get stuck in our little thinking minds. But that, in essence, the plants and the flowers are working on our behalf all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. I love that. And that makes me think, how cool would it be to... I'm into cacao ceremonies right now. I'm obsessed with that. How cool would it be to have a flower ceremony where we pass around flower elixirs, sort of all get on the same page and play music and just be together as a community? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in a sense, that's what the flower lounge is, but we could have smaller ones. Mm -hmm. Like moon, full moon and new moon. Right. Amazing. So, okay, that's me making up what I want. <laughs> what about you? What is next for you on your vision for yourself and for Lotus Way? And for you is really a leader in the world now that you have your own Instagram account and a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for so long I was, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, go, 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 go. And at this point in my life, I'm focusing more on teaching, on mind training, meditation, teaching workshops, doing retreats. We're doing a retreat this November in Costa Rica to really 
you know, it's yes, the flower elixirs are incredibly powerful. And there are practices, there are tools that I've been using for 18 years that have been really impactful and that I would love to share with people. What's your, what's something you can share with the listeners that everyone can do at home? Mm. A tool or a practice? I mean, you know, it's funny because I think the simplest things are the most impactful. And if, if, if I were to say, if you took five minutes and you cracked open this door here and you just listen to the sounds and every time your mind wants to think like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, then you just gently bring your attention back to the sounds that you hear. That's one example of shifting your awareness in a way that allows us to have a much more expansive perception of reality. But it seems really simple. It seems like too simple. Like, wouldn't it be more than that? But actually that's simple, but it's hard. It's really hard. We think that we can figure everything out by figuring it out mentally. And we can't. Actually, best is to not think, to not engage that thinking mind and allow things to just bubble up spontaneously like you were talking about before. And the more that we do that, it's like when scientists say that we're only using 10% of our brains. It's kind of like the reality that we live in is not as we see it. And we are not who we think we are. We are so much more, but we can't perceive of that with our thinking mind. So sitting for five minutes, quietly relaxing your body, listening to the sounds, paying attention to your breath and your heartbeat. If you do that, first off, you'll just feel amazing today. But if you do that every day for five minutes, it could be life-changing. I'm going to take that on. I don't know about you guys. I think we should all take that on and share our experiences. Instagram, tag us. I am at Woken Wired, and Katie is, I am Katie Hess. Yeah, I am Katie Hess, or Lotus Way. Or Lotus Way. Lotus, W-E-I. And, you know, I have this big, beautiful purple flower tree outside my office right here in Brooklyn. And I, in the middle of the day, there's always this moment where the birds are just going crazy. And there's this communication happening all over. And Next time, instead of just thinking, I wish I could be in nature listening to this and not in my office, I'm just going to go step out in the balcony and listen to them and give them my full attention and let that in. So thank you for that prompt. Katie, is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that we just must leave our listeners with? Noticing how powerful it is to break a routine. So that silence, the waiting, the, oh my God, doesn't she know what to say? Oh my God. It's like slowing down just a little bit, becoming more comfortable with what is, not having expectations for everything to be always happy and perfect and on, you know, to really hold open a container for whatever it is to arise, whether that's pain, Mm. Grief, joy, discomfort, frustration, fulfillment, like whatever it is that's happening in our lives, holding that spacious container open and just being with ourselves, no matter what arises. That being, that observing, without pressuring ourselves to change or not feel that way or be different or should, 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 just being with ourselves is one of the greatest gifts we could not only give ourselves, but the people that we touch. Because when we do that, 
it allows the people around us to also transform and change. Change meaning let go of resistance and be who they truly are. Wow, it just transformed me. Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay, so we already shared all our Instagrams and podcasts. You guys know exactly where to find Katie. I am just flying so high from our flower power photo shoot and from our conversations and from meeting your team and from the meditation you guided me into. So awesome. And thank you guys so much for listening. And you know where to connect with us. Once you start your taking your flower essences, if you do get yourselves one or a couple, I would love to hear how it's going. It's really, I'm really fascinated by this and I'm loving the effects. And I'm so excited to connect with you all about this more. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to connect further with Katie, definitely check out lotusway.com and listen to our podcast, The Flower Lounge, and look out for events in your city. They happen all over the world. It is absolutely magical and worth giving a go. And if you end up buying some flower essences and taking them, let me know how your experience goes. I'm actually really, really excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.